Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Meg is here. Hi. Meg. Okay, so I asked on my Instagram yesterday. I've just been planning like future episodes and stuff. And I asked everybody who they wanted to hear from or what their favorite episode was or who they want to have back. You were number one. That is so nice. You're the first returning, returning guest besides Matt, but I married him. So he doesn't count. I mean, that's nice. I mean, we're we're almost there. So anyway, so hi, welcome back. We just went to, we just had a lovely dinner together. We did. We had some good pasta, good steak. And we ordered nine starters. We did order a lot of starters. Anyway, okay, so let's start off with our love-hate. Okay. Do you have a love-hate list this week? I do. Okay, do you want to go back and forth, or do you want to give me yours, and then I'll give you mine? Mm, Let's go back and forth. Okay, so my first love... Well, first of all, I was sick last week, so I didn't have an episode. So I haven't talked about my trip to L.A., and that was one of my loves. We had a lot of fun on our trip to L.A. It was very fun. It was The weather was great. It was about 70s, sunny... It was great. Had good food. That was my that was my love for last week, and I didn't get to say it. So, just in case anyone was curious, we had fun in, in LA. What was the best thing you had to eat? Oh, I honestly, I think the best thing we had was those. Have you had sidecar donuts? No. Oh, I think those those were probably number one. We had like good, like we had good food. It, like it wasn't anything. I didn't give anything an A plus that we had, mm-hmm. but we had some A's. We had like you know some pretty we had like good tacos and stuff like that but the the only thing close to an a plus was those donuts and they were really good i like a good donut i like a good cake donut specifically yes do you do you like you must like do you like an old-fashioned donut like a sour cream yeah old-fashioned sure those are my fave that's what i had at that sidecar okay yeah i love a chocolate cake donut with chocolate frosting and sprinkles oh like a from krispy Kreme. Uh, Daylight Donuts is my oh, preference. Oh, really? I guess Krispy Kreme glazes their cake donuts. Yes. Do you like do. that? No. You I don't like, like that? I like a frosting. Oh, interesting. So I like cake. I yeah, think. so you just like cake, circle cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your number one on your love list? Okay, my number one on my love list is a very specific moment that happens. Okay. It's sort of niche specific. I love that. Um... The riches are in the niches. <laughs> is what, that what they say? It's what they say. That is what they say. That's <laughs> what they say on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I honestly actually don't know why I said ESPN. I cannot think of a reason why I would say that. I can't tell you. though. I've never watched ESPN. I've never purposely watched ESPN. Never. Yeah. Um, okay. Specific moment. I'm a mother. 
of two children. 2.5. 2.5 children, mm-hmm. girls. And there is a point where a mother will be in a Target parking lot with a child who is just losing their toddler brain, just screaming and mm-hmm. having a meltdown. And it sometimes happens within the store, but it's usually in the parking lot where your child is melting down and then you see across the way another mom with a toddler melting down. And there's this very brief moment where you make eye contact and just kind of nod to each other out of solidarity. (laughs) Like we are at Target. Because mom likes Target, but these children are terrible. Yeah. And then there's a nod, and it's just like... It's the silent the silent support. Yeah. Yeah. Solidarity. Solidarity. You know what? I saw... Okay, so I saw a TikTok the other day. Maybe... No, I don't think I sent this... Maybe I did. About, uh, like, how women used to raise children, literally, like, with tons of help. Because you lived in a village. Oh, yeah. And you had... Like, that's where the saying comes from. You know, it takes a village. But because you literally used to have to have so much help. And now moms in current times don't have nearly as much help as they used to have. And so that's why when people are like, oh yeah, my kid watches a lot of TV or a lot of whatever, Netflix and stuff, it should be very normal because normally parents have breaks from things. But now in this day and age, moms get no minutes. No. Zero minutes. And then for the minutes they do get by themselves, they usually get shamed for them. Totally. Yeah. Or so, they they chalk it up as self-care when it's not. Like, showering is not self-care. Going grocery shopping without your kids is not it's, self-care. It's like, it's like breathing. Like, yeah. you need to be doing those things. Yeah. So the village happens in the Target parking lot when the toddlers yes. are crying. Yes. And it's sweet, but brief. I, I mean, you know how much I love moms. And I'm always like, I'm probably, I'm... I know that I'm overbearing to like young moms. I think I've talked about this before. Like if there's a young mom on a plane and she's got a crying baby, I'm always like, it's okay. I totally understand. I love babies. I'll hold them for you. Do you want me to take them for you? I'll take them. I can, I can feed them. Do you want me to breastfeed them? I can figure that out too. Like just way too much support. They're probably like, yeah, we don't need to be that empowered. That's nice though. (laughs) Yeah. A little overbearing, but very kind. Yeah. Yeah. So I love coming home from a trip. And getting in your clean sheets and finally sleeping in your own bed again. Yeah. That is one of my favorite feelings by far. Like, I I don't love, like, I like to travel. And so coming home, I'm always like, but then I remember that moment of getting into your bed and nothing can beat that. That's so true. Like going, like using your own bathroom, using your own shower. Your own pillow. Oh, I love it. That's my, that's my second love. Valid. That's a high. That's I think that's the yeah. top tier. Yeah, good I think feeling. so too. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have another one? I do have another one. It's uh, again sort of specific, but it will apply to every person within this specific group. Yes. Um, there is a Pandora radio station, and it specifically is Pandora. Okay. Okay. N- not Spotify or anything else, because I'm pretty sure. Pandora hasn't aged since the early 2000s. Okay. It is One Two Step by Sierra, the station on Pandora. And it is the most beautifully curated 2000s pop and R&B songs. Nobody gets down harder to early 2000s hits than Megan Livingston. Yeah, no, no. You love it. Like, 
goodies, the song goodies, oh. or even some like pussycat dolls. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or yeah. what about like my humps? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? I don't. I don't know if I could pick one, so I don't. I don't blame you if you don't have one from that specific from that, era. Yeah. Oh, um, I really like. I mean, so many, but I really did have a deep love for pussycat dolls back in the day. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Buttons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was Nicole Scherzinger, the lead singer. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that who that I mean, is? I think she was on, I think she was on Dancing with the Stars or something. I think that's the only reason I know. Yeah. They choose C-list celebrities yeah. for that show. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. I love that one. Yeah. I did. I did know that about you. I know you love your one, two step radio. I do. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of my last love. I forgot. I, I wrote this down for last week's and I didn't, I didn't have that episode out. Um, it, it was the 17th anniversary of Mean Girls. <gasps> what? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 17th or, or six. Okay. I can't remember the exact number. I'm almost positive. It was, it was the 17th, which means that movie came out when we were 10, around 10. And I remember watching it when it came out. Yeah. I can't believe I was allowed to watch it. it me too. But I think Mean Girls is the is still the most quotable. It's one of my favorite, one of my all-time favorite chick flicks, for sure. It has aged really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of movies within that era not have good. not. I totally agree. Like, we love them still out of nostalgia's sake, but, like, they're not. Like, if you were to watch them now and you hadn't ever seen. Yeah. It, it's not great, but Mean Girls? Ew. Oh, it's so oh, good. It's, it's so, so good. good. So that was my last love. Okay, now let's talk about some things we're hating. Okay. Okay, my number one on my list Okay, is throwing up. <laughs> because sure. I threw up last week, and I have not thrown up since I was 11 years old. It was the night before I got my braces off, and that was the last time I threw up until this last weekend, and it was it was a zero. It was zero out of 10. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Okay, you guys, can, you guys can settle this argument for us because Meg thinks it's 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Like, as though she's saying 10 out of 10 people would not recommend this. Right. But I think it's zero out of 10 would not recommend. Like, like separately. Like, I rate this zero out of 10 <laughs> and I would not recommend it. So there's a comma. This is a comma argument. It's a comma argument. Anyway, but uh, yeah, di- I didn't like it. It was not something that I want to do ever again. Yeah. I sure I yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah, but you, you're pregnant, so you throw up more than I do. Not very often, not anymore. Do you, which cr- is do good. you cry when you throw up? Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. And I require so much tender love and care. After. Absolutely. Like I want to be pampered after I've thrown up. Like, yeah, treat me like a queen. Yeah, I think for probably for the entire time I've been married, I say oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up. I say it like once a week. Like I'm like, I'm going to throw up. Never have. Turns out, I don't know what it feels like to almost throw up. I learned that when I threw up last week. I, it's like in your shoulders. But don't you get heartburn? Isn't that the same? Oh no, it felt way different. Oh. It felt, it felt way different. It like, like I always thought it was like going to be a stomach ache, Mm. like to throw up, like it was going to hurt your stomach, but it's like in your chest. I thought, I've never had heartburn before, yeah. but that feeling that you just described, I thought that was heartburn. Yeah. I never, when I get heartburn, I never think I'm about to throw up. That's good. Yeah. This is a gross conversation, this but is whatever. Really I hate it. I hated it. That's number one on my hate list. All right. Okay. Another gross thing, which is number one on my hate list. Yes. The flakes that gather around the 
top of the milk jug. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Milk dandruff. Yes. It's a hard no. Does I, we drink cow's milk in our home. Yeah, we don't. I, but does that happen with other milk? Yeah. Yeah. All oat milk. Uh, Yeah, they're all crusty. They're all crusty. That is so gross. Someone, Shark Tank, why don't we fix that? There, There is, ab- I have absolutely no reason that I don't drink cow's milk. Like I will buy cream, butter, cheese, everything, but I will buy almond milk and I have no excuse. Do you like the taste of almond milk? No. Oh. <laughs> and I don't like, I don't really like cow, I don't really like milk. Here's the thing. I don't know if I'm a true cow's milk lover because I love skim milk. Skim cow's milk. Skip Megan is my preference. That's not next on my list is skim milk. (laughs) I hate skim milk. It's so refreshing. (laughs) I would honestly rather put water on my cereal. I think that's what Ron Swanson says about skim milk. Yeah, it's hard to believe that there's any difference between skim milk and water. I like it. Okay, weird. Yep. All right. Okay, the next thing on my hate list. I hate, hate skim mail. That is packaged as though it's scary mail. This is what I call scary mail is mail that comes from like the IRS or like your bank or your car loan, whatever, anything that's like money related. Absolutely. And they, and they brand it as though you're getting in trouble for something and you have to respond right away. Yeah. Like urgent. And then you open it and it's like, we can offer you 15% off of your car loan, like whatever. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. That is how I threw away my tax return last year. Oh. Because I thought it was scary mail. But it was good mail. It, I threw it right in the garbage can yeah, without that's opening a, That's it. definitely something I would do. Actually, that's yeah. not because I fall for it every time. I open every single thing. Really? Every like, single thing. You've been approved for 27 more auto loans. Good for you. Yeah. I Well, that one, if it tells me explicitly, but if it says urgent on it, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I will open it. Yeah, I... I should start sending out mail that says urgent. I cannot it. believe I haven't been like tricked into like a serious scheme because I, I am the easiest sell on pretty much anything. I will open any letter. I will. Yeah, it's not good. I'll open any email. I'm surprised you haven't joined an MLM. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I, I yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's like so me, isn't it? To join an MLM. Okay. Uh, what's your next one? Um, I just have one more. Okay. And it's, I know this one and it's, it's a big one. It's a big one. So do you have one that's less heavy that you want to I talk do. about? I do. I do. The last one on my list is Zoodles. Oh, yeah. Like that's, I, that's a community hate. Like I will never hate a carb replacement more than I hate Zoodles. I, I hate any car. Why would we need a carb replacement? Yeah. Have you seen that tweet? That's like, welcome to your 30s. Every carb you love is now a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> Or is now cauliflower or something like that? Okay, I do like cauliflower now, but not in like a mashed potato sort of way. Yeah, I do like Chipotle's cauliflower rice. Have you had that? No, I actually forgot that it was it was cauliflower rice. That's my hate, Chipotle. Oh Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I know. I went through a weird like three days where I ate it every single day, Um, and then I have a I have a big one to talk about after your big thing. Oh, we have two. Yeah, we we have two big topics that we need to cover. They're controversial they're hot takes they're hot takes and you know <gasps> they're hot hates hot hates oh hot haters <laughs> <laughs> no i am going to coin that okay trademark okay call Trade- a lawyer yeah i just think you just have to yell out trademark it's like <gasps> bankruptcy how- yeah it's exactly how michael scott declares bankruptcy yeah. i just declare trademark absolutely that's yeah. how it works yeah okay let's get into yours okay or do you want to do yours first 
which one is which one are we going to talk about longer let's do what is yours i don't this feels you don't know no megan you know mine you know mine I'm looking okay, then deep we sh- into then we, her eyes. Then we and should I don't. do we should do mine first. Okay, and then because I want to talk about yours for a while, okay, and mine I don't. I do not want to give mine as more credit than it deserves. <gasps> oh, I do know. Okay, so I got the I got the worst email I've ever gotten last week. Okay, can I can I give some detail? Just yeah, not about yeah. the actual what it actually is. Yeah, Maddie and I Marco Polo all day. Yeah, we have we <laughs> yes. haven't stopped since November. Yes, and. I think it was right when you got off your flight. It was literally, I had just gotten into my rental car. And it was Maddie just sobbing. And it, which is an alarming thing as a friend. You're yeah. like, oh my, what is happening? Yeah. And that that's how it started. That's how it started. So I got this email and I posted, so I posted a picture on my story like right away. Like I was like, it was like of me crying and I was like starting out the trip with the worst email I've ever gotten. And then I was like, I, it always feels kind of weird to like share p- with people the mean stuff that's said to you because it can come across like I need you. I need pity or like I need validation or I need compliments or whatever. Yeah. And really, I just like to tell people because I would tell I would tell my friends like if it happened to me, like, look at this mean email that I got. So I took it down. But I had a couple people message me and they were like, wait, what was the email about? So I get this email. It's so it's so weird. Like the longer it's been since I've gotten it, the more bizarre it is. Yes. And so first of all, she she starts off the email and I'm not obviously going to say who it is. Duh. But um, she sends She's like, I'm a big fan of the podcast, whatever. First up, her first pair. She has she says, I have two suggestions. First of all, um, you need to not show deference to Matt. You need to not defer to Matt. It really bothers me when you ask him what he thinks about things. Uh, and, and she said like, maybe you're uncomfortable with the spotlight, but, uh, you really don't need to get down to his level on the podcast, which is just like insulting. First of all, yes. like I, I was so caught off guard by that feedback. I get feedback sometimes. It's like, oh, you say, um, a lot or like do this topic or whatever. That stuff's great. But when she was like, you need to not ask Matt what he thinks about things. It's, it was, it's just so deeply personal. Yeah. And I was like, hold on. Well, first of all, I believe, I mean, crazy, but I actually care what Matt thinks about things. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I did this thing where I didn't marry like a toddler that I have to babysit. Like I marry somebody who like I value their thoughts and opinions. And I told Matt that Matt and Matt was just like, that's so weird. Like it was just a weird comment. Yes. And she was, I think she thought it was like, like a feminism move. Like she was like, be the boss, whatever. And I was like, no, it just, it sounds insulting. Like you're insulting our dynamic. And then the the next suggestion that she gave me was, please stop playing up your friendship with Meg so much. Yes. And so now I'm on the podcast. So of course, I thought this would be a great episode to bring Meg on. First of all, she's okay. So she says, don't you need to not play up your friendship with Meg so much because you sell yourself as like a relatable internet friend, but you're really only friends with successful business women. How so, nice. Thank you. No, that's That's why it's bizarre because it's like, it's like comp- it's like a nice thing, but when she said stop playing up your friendship with Meg so much, first of all, if anything, we downplay our friendship yeah. because you guys we, don't because understand. we're engaged. Okay, <laughs> we're taking a Mother's Day weekend trip to Vegas together. Not a joke. We <laughs> really, really are <laughs> just the two of us. So that, and then I counted. I did the math. I have four friends. 
Yeah. Like legitimately. Same. Like I have four people that I talk, like cutting out my, like my family and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> like I genuinely have four people that I talk to. Me too. And the thing I care least about in my friendships with other women is like how much money they make or what they do or if they own a business or if they're a parent or if they're a stay like nothing could matter less than like what their income status is. And on top of that, at the end of the email, she asked if I would invite her on my podcast. And I was like, oh, why? Because you gave me such a great argument for why we would be friends after you just insulted the two of the most, I mean, my my most important relationship, my one with you, obviously. (laughs) And then your marriage. And then my marriage. No, but to insult my marriage and my relationship with one of my close friends, I was like, so I, I emailed her and I told her, I said, hey, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. I won't use your name. But like, apparently you don't see like what boundaries were crossed because it was very insulting. Your email was weird and whatever. And I the only email I got back was, well, I'm sure you and Matt are a lovely couple. Yes. So it was just bizarre. It, it was bizarre. That's all I really have to say about it. It was weird. It was it. It got weirder as time went on. Yeah. And I forwarded it to Meg because I was like, maybe I'm just being weird about it. But it was just it was the weirdest email it, I felt really offended by it. And now I'm just like kind of confused. Yes. And it was, oh, there were, I could say so many things about it. One, marriage is like a mutual agreement or it yeah. should be. Yeah. And so you value their, you just value them as a person. And two, for friendships, female friendships as an adult, the, that's hard. It's yeah. like hard to come by. And so... I I would yeah. I just felt offended for you. No, it was it was weird. Yeah, with marriage, I'm like it would I I feel concerned about relationships that feel like there's a status difference. Yeah, like feminism is not being the boss of everybody around you. Absolutely and I And I think not. that that's where it gets lost is that it's like if you feel like you have to prove every moment of every day that you are above your husband to feel like you're a feminist, like that's not what I'm after here. Yeah. I'm not looking for like an, like an authority over my husband. And if you do feel that way, find a therapist. Seek treatment maybe. Yeah. yeah because yeah, it just, it was, it was weird. And it, yeah, Matt, I mean, Matt can attest to it. Like I literally opened it and immediately I was bawling because oh, I, yeah. I felt so offended because I was like, it's literally the two people like two of the people who I care about the most in my life. And it's like, and, and then she, she kind of made it sound like every, the the problem with feedback is that they make it sound like everybody thinks this, Yes, you know, they make it sound like, Hey, everybody thinks that your friendship with Meg is a little bit overdone. Yeah. Like that's how it's phrased. And so then you get in your head and you're like, and like, I'm not like, I'm just a, nor- like, I'm just a normal lady. Like, I don't <laughs> like to have your friendships and marriage attacked is bizarre. It is. So anyway, so that's my last hate. And that's all I'll say about we'll it. We'll just leave it in the past. Yeah. We'll leave it. In the- I have, I have, I have, uh, become Zen with it. You've and cleansed yourself. I cleansed myself, whatever. It was Feeling. Just, it was just weird. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. Okay. Let's talk about yours. I want to talk about yours. Okay. Are you comfy? Yeah. I You're am. ready for this? I'm, I'm just like. You're gearing I- up. I'm gearing up. Yeah. Okay. Because I think approaching this topic has to be done delicately. It's it's tricky. You gotta you it's, gotta like leap leap pad through it. You know? I'm gonna leap. Something that I hate is the girl boss mentality. Yep. Not to be confused with actual women who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Love it. But. There is a really strange thing that has happened. I don't know if it's just being perpetuated by Instagram, mm-hmm. but 
the thought of you need to monetize everything that you like Uh is absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. Here's my beef with Girl Boss is that I actually think in a lot of ways it diminishes like actual like women pursuing business. Oh. Oh. Yes. I think it is a... So Girl Boss, the phrase Girl Boss or anything like that was meant to empower women. Uh I find it... A step backwards for feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just, you should just be a boss. Honestly. Like when, if we as women are looking for equality in the workspace, which includes entrepreneurship, then what man is referring to himself as a a man boss? (laughs) A a, A boy boss. A a boy boss. A guy. Yeah. A boy boss. Like no one's doing that. So why, why don't just step into those titles that are already there? Like, you are an owner. You are a found like a founder. You yeah, are an, an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. That's weird. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, yeah. No, the girl boss mentality, and it's like I think that. Oh man, I should have I should have written down my thoughts because I do have a lot of thoughts, but I just I have I haven't organized them in my brain yet. I I just hate it for so many reasons. One, just the title itself, as we just spoke about, but two. The girl boss mentality is just like enveloped in privilege. Mm-hmm. There are so many women who need to work, do need to work a nine to five job or mm-hmm. even two. They have kids at home, like they're barely making ends meet. And then this idea that you can just, you know, start a side hustle and yeah. be super super successful and that it's easy and that all you have to do yeah it, it feels sorry I just cut you off go oh, ahead and finish that oh no you're fine I just I feel for the women who are like that's cute that's a cute idea. that doesn't apply to me like yeah. I have to work these jobs in order to provide for my family and like what a cute sentiment it is that you can have a side hustle while your husband works at a tech startup and you have this big beautiful home with all these children yeah. like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and I'm I am an advocate of women who want to be business owners mm-hmm. who understand the grit and like sacrifice it takes. Yeah. But all of the smoke and mirrors of like this is so glamorous and so easy and you'll attend all of your kids dance recitals and soccer games while yeah. running a multi-million dollar business. Mhm. Mm-hmm. it's it's not real yeah and I think a lot of it like I feel this way about MLMs too and like just kind of the yeah girl I mean girl boss in itself is an MLM like just the whole <laughs> the whole mentality yeah because there is some like predatory nature to it absolutely where people are told like hey if you, this is all it takes all you have to do is these three steps and then you will be on your path like yeah but there's also the 1000 more after that that nobody has told you about and nobody has like even approached with it. So to yes. make and like, and then you get into the whole thing of like, I mean, Oh, you pay me and I'll teach you how to be a girl boss. Yes. But it's like, but you haven't. Okay. We'll use Rachel Hollis as an example. Cause, oh. cause I, yeah. Cause yeah. there she is. There she is. Because I, I would say an expletive, but my mom would yell at me, <laughs> but Rachel Hollis, you know, who has all of this privilege, all of this money, and then is running these $5,000 seminars where you come and learn to be a boss babe. And the only thing she's telling you is, okay, so you got to find your passion and then you got to believe 
And it's like, and then the people who are like, well, I want to actually make a living and I want to start a business and they have no direction at all. Yeah. Because the only help they've been given is being told that they're a boss babe. Like you can find that in a curly font on Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. Like any, like any, yeah. Anything you get from those seminars is already, (laughs) is already curly fonted on Pinterest. So stuff like that, that, that I'm like, it's not, yeah, it's not that easy. And it also on top of that diminishes the women. Yeah. Who do work or who have started their businesses and are working really hard. And like Susan Peterson came on and we were talking about this and like it, people are like, well, how do I find balance? And she was like, you just don't That's like, not you, a, it's not you a have thing. to sacrifice that part of your life. And that's like, I feel like why people get into like the boss babe mentalities. They're like, I want to have it all. I want to be at home all the time and I want to work, work really hard and I want to run this business. And it's like, yeah, except something's got to give and it's not going to be exactly what you think. Yeah. And I, like, I think I could subscribe to the girl boss mentality. If you're a woman who feels empowered by being called a girl boss, okay, fine. But if someone could be more transparent about the sacrifice that is necessary, I'm, let's see, I'm two years into my baby business, Uh which is nothing. But the first year was so taxing and I think if someone were to look at my business they were able to see numbers or whatever they'd be like wow that is that's impressive yeah like it's a success you did it you did it yeah um but what they wouldn't see is like it was incredibly taxing on my marriage it was really hard to be a mother Mm -hmm. it was like my mental health dwindled. I am fairly certain that I was so stressed during the first year of my business. Like, did that cause some of my secondary infertility that we went through? Perhaps. Yeah. Like it had like physical ramifications. I was so drained and I took a moment. I was like, okay, well, in theory, I'm, I guess I'm a girl boss. Like, yeah, I've, you know, I've had a multi, like a, high six figure year mm-hmm. which is what i have been told is success mm-hmm. but at what cost? at what cost yeah. i i think my like overwhelming thought is if you're a woman maybe even if you're a lady and a mom who feels the pressure to have your own business and you don't want it that's fine. That yeah. doesn't make you less of a mother. That doesn't make you less of a woman. You're still a girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> if Be, you yeah. don't want to have a business. Yeah. If you don't want to have a business, even if you're a 28 year old single person with a job and no kids, you're still a boss, babe. Yeah. Like it's not an exclusive thing to people who, oh, 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 I remember what I was going to say. I remember, remember what I was going to say is that in the age of Instagram, people think that it looks really pretty and easy and packaged all nice. And it's just got a big bow on top. And, you know, like we've talked about this before that we have people that will ask, they'll say, you know, they'll message Meg and they'll say, Hey, how do I start an earring business? Like it's some, you know, easy two-step program where you just say, here's these things and then you go and do it. And I have the same thing with people who say start a podcast. I just want to put it out there that Meg works much harder than I do. (laughs) No, running your business is much more taxing than mine, but it's like, Nobody is being honest about what it takes 
And they're just kind of, yeah, they're doing the whole, you know, they're packaging it up and they're making it look really friendly and easy and nice when it actually takes a lot of hard work. Just like mothering on its own takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. And just like working a job on its own takes a lot of hard work. It's all hard. It is all hard. When are we going to get, like, when are we going to learn that, like, everything in life, (laughs) that's the theme of this episode, life is so hard. It is hard. Literally every day, like, I told Matt this the other day, I'm like, you have to do so many things every day. So many. You have to complete so many tasks. Even if the only tasks you're completing are you have to wake up, you have to get dressed, you have to brush your teeth, you have to do this, you have to eat, you have to drive your car. Like, I'm like, there are so many tasks. So many. Do you see how what overwhelms Meg is like running a huge business and raising three kids and what overwhelms me is like, I had to brush my teeth today. I had to go into the bathroom. I'm not feeling very boss babe. <laughs> I mean, no, but you have to check your girl boss out the door, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Maddie. You, you've lost it. Yeah, but no, but that's the other thing is that women who do, I mean, all mothers work hard. Obviously, being a mom is incredibly hard. People who work, it's hard. And then it just gets like completely, yeah, squashed when people are like, cute, you have a little a little business. I think maybe I'd do that this weekend. Maybe I would start an earring business this weekend. That sounds like a good time. And I don't mean to be like the business grim, 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 the the business bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or like the grim reaper of small businesses because the small successes are cool. Yeah. Like I did my very first round of sweatshirts, which Mm -hmm. Maddie's done. Like you've sold hundreds of pieces of clothing which is a lot yeah and i got this little tag in the neckline which is like so it's so small and like mediocre but no it's so cool yeah yeah it's just like it's a tiny thing within my business that i'm like man that that is yeah i just feel really accomplished because i have a little tiny tag yeah okay so i have an idea i'm ready so let's give how about we give actual advice Oh, real life advice. Okay. That you wish that people either knew or that you want to tell what whatever that you wish you would have known that you can tell people something that's realistic about starting your own business, the mentality, the grit, all of that. Okay. Yeah. What's something? Um, hire a CPA, hire an accountant so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did no, you do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're your guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name again? Chris. Cur- Curtis. Curtis. Um, hire an accountant because, uh, yeah, you don't want to end up upside down in your business. Yeah. With, See? with the IRS, See? like, yikes. Yeah. And get scary mail. See, these are the things that I, I wish so badly, like that people would just say, like, I've never heard that said, hire an accountant. <laughs> like no one's ever told me that. I mean, well, you did when I was like, so do I pay taxes or not? <laughs> or not? Am yeah. I good? <laughs> yeah. No. And I think. Yeah, I think something that I mean with podcasting, I mean that's obviously yeah, it's my your turn. my what's, what's your my, my wheelhouse if you will, which I pretty much just literally jumped off this podcast cliff and I was like, I guess I'll I'll like see if there's water at the bottom and hope I don't <laughs> die because I have no clue what I'm doing. I literally just live in a home with a microphone, so I guess I'll just talk into it. But I was not prepared for like how emotionally taxing it was and how much like I mean, I know vulnerability is one of those like buzzwords that people are like, like I check out when I hear vulnerability, but I didn't realize how much like personal emotion I would be spending on like keeping this afloat, you know, like, because I I want to talk to people. I want to be in my DMs and talking to people and interacting and reading stories. But like, 
even my episodes where I, where I take stories, I'm like, Oh, I'm absorbing like a lot of people's shit, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't know that or people are coming to me with things and I want to be like, I, yeah, like I want to be people's weird internet friend, but I was not prepared for, and I, like, I, I thought that I would be able to go all day, every single day. And I'm like, I like talking to people. It's totally fine. But then uh, like a few months ago, I was like, Oh, I gotta like, I have to take a second because I didn't realize that I was paying no attention to like Matt or, or anything like, because I just didn't realize how much of myself would be spent doing it. So, I mean, I don't know what the advice is in there. I guess maybe, maybe I said boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing with this email, not to be hung up on that, but I then realized I was like, oh, I have not set firm enough boundaries not that people on the internet really care about your boundaries no but I was like oh I've been like very liberal with my boundaries which I like because I feel like people can come to me and I never want that to stop but I was like oh people feel like they can insult my marriage in my dms or in my emails that's a problem that's that's what I've got to set and then yeah I mean starting a podcast is like I mean the logistics of it are you know by microphone all that stuff make sure you have something that you can literally talk about all the time I was like, I could talk about anything all the time. And I have struggled so many weeks. I mean, Meg knows on Sunday nights, I'll be like, I don't know if I have, like my brain is empty. I don't have any words to say, <laughs> like nothing's coming out. So all of that. And then, yeah, that's, that's my logistic podcast thing. I don't know if that's even helpful. Meg's was way more helpful to hire an accountant. So <laughs> mine's like, go to therapy and heal your relationship with your spouse. I think that's probably more valuable than account- an accountant. Yeah. Perhaps. No, it's not. But what else? Do you have anything else? Um, yes. I learned this from Susan Peterson. Yeah. And our boss, babe, uh, she, goddess. Yes. Boss <laughs> goddess. She'd be really mad. if I mean, she's going to listen to this and be like, don't call me a boss, babe. How dare you? Yeah. Um, I took a mentoring class from her when I first started post and she just really emphasized the importance of understanding your profit margins. And wow, isn't that the truth? Yeah. And just sort of understanding how cash flows through a business. Like, sure, you can be making high profit margins, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have all of that cash because... A lot of that cash can be tied up in inventory that's not currently available. Mm -hmm. And as Post was growing and I was having more SKUs and higher inventory, I saw that becoming an issue, like my cash being tied up in inventory and a discrepancy in some of my profit margins. So after I took that class with her, that was something I really focused on. And so when I see other accessory companies or... Um, clothing boutiques Mm -hmm. who are undercutting prices. That's just like a red flag to me. Like, oh man, you don't, you're lose, you're going to lose money in the long run. You're, you don't understand your profit margins. And so like, if you're a fan of a clothing boutique and they're selling a price, like a, I don't know, a shirt for a certain price and Uh another clothing boutique is selling it for a similar price, there's there's math behind that. And so if you don't know how to do that, hire someone to help you. Yeah. Or if you don't, I understand that you can't hire everything out if you're just starting yeah. because, you know, resources right. are not just like readily available. Learn. Learn. Yeah. Google is your friend. Google. You can find <laughs> out how to calculate your profit margins. Yeah. 
on the internet. Yeah. Like we've said this to each other before, how much of doing your own thing is, is problem solving. Absolutely. And it's, it's actually, I mean, the, the problem solving part of it is, is quite easy actually, because we, ha- we have so much information on Google that like, <laughs> it's so easy to be like, cause I'm always shocked when people are like, how do I upload a podcast? And I'm like, Oh, Oh, no, you can actually, actually give that a light, Google. You know, when you <laughs> Google something and it do- you don't even have to click on a website, it just shows up like at the very top in text, like yeah. step one, step two, step three. Yes. And you're like, thank you. Yeah. And like, I think that like to, to add on to like what you were saying about all, like you people are capable of doing this. Absolutely. Like you, you 1000%. If you have a business plan, like the last thing I think either of us want to be is discouraging. It's more about being realistic and because, just being ready. Yeah. Just- being ready. And like people, women are capable of this. Like I have a radical, okay, here's my, here's my most radical belief. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready. I genuinely think that women should be in charge of everything. Uh, yeah. Like genuine. I think that they should, I think that it, they should run every country. They should be in charge of literally everything because like, I, I just genuinely think that women are capable of it. We like I think are. that like men have been doing their thing. Let's give it a, let's give it a switch around. Yeah. And has like, it, has it been going super well? Yeah. I mean, what's the America? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we could, I think there are some, some improvements that can be made. Yeah. So when women like want to start the business, I'm like, yes, but don't go to the Rachel Hollis's of the world. No. To get your business advice. Go to Susan Peterson. Go to the Susan Petersons and the Meg Livingstons of oh. the world. Or the Maddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm very fancy here. <laughs> but no, but like going to people who are going to be realistic with you and say, this is going to be so, so, so hard. If you want to do, if you, if your path is this, it's going to be really hard. Maybe you do just want to sell, you know, casually on a website or at uh, like, I know a lot of people who do their designs or they sell things like that at like markets on the weekend or whatever. Like if that's kind of what you want to do, that's a different thing. But if you are wanting to be a boss, babe, <laughs> oh my gosh. as they say, it's just about like, yeah, it's not that people aren't capable. It's that people are getting bad information and relying on it too heavily. Don't, yeah. don't you feel like? No, that's totally true. Yeah. I, I saw this thing that said, like here are here's a list of prerequisites like if like for something that you're going to do like if it's going to tank your mental health it, don't do it if you would not let your best friend do it don't do it if you would not like i i should find the list and post it i think it was about dieting i think it was like if you want to if it's going to be ex- oh if it's going to be extreme in any way like you're not that we're not doing that and i feel like that's a good thing with business like if it's going to tank everything else in your life like reconsider reconsider because yes. it's not every like being a boss babe is not everything no i don't it's not it now i just and now i'm using the phrase boss babe like unironically <laughs> i'm like yeah the boss babes yes yeah but everybody is yeah yeah is that a, a, a snortle a snortle a what's little, a snortle i don't know um okay so those are the, that was our love hate, and that took up the entire hour. But I do want to add. I do want to add. Well, do you have any dumb dumb clothes? Me specifically. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you would know what dumb things have I said today. Well, I have one that I need to tell you about that you did that I haven't told you yet. You didn't tell me. No. But did you know that you call it a laundry mat? A laundry mat. And it's a laundro mat. Why? It's, what? it's a 
why it's a laundromat laundromat oh my gosh i can see all the signage right now in my brain (laughs) you've been saying laundry mat (laughs) and i wasn't gonna tell you until you said it again before we recorded and i was like i should probably let her let her know (laughs) thank you oh what there are so many like that yeah that i are so wrong in my brain yeah this one that i got well i was laughing so hard at this one i can't find it right now but she said that uh she thought that the ceremony at the beginning of the lion king like where rafiki like displays the baby tiger or baby lover pride rock i just said it was a tiger and it's literally (laughs) called lion king displays it oh and all the animals like gather she thought that was a real thing that happened in nature and you know what? As I think about it, I probably did too. I mean, Lion King was doctrine growing up in the 90s. Lion King still is the the most true story that's ever been. So show me Pride Rock. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am probably, I did probably think Pride Rock was, was real. Probably. Are we, are we sure it's not? <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm going to Google it. Google is our friend. <laughs> Despite a long persisting rumor, the Lion King's Pride Rock is not based on a real life counterpart. That's sad. I don't take that as fact. Well, except there is this one place in Kenya that they say looks like it, but it's not. It's not it. That makes me sad. Oh, my gosh. How about this one? Up until high school, I thought we lived inside the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. A lot of people don't know that reindeer are real. Uh, Let's see. Unicorns are not, though. Just I feel like I should clarify. They're not. Narwhals are. That one is concerning to me. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody told me that it's not even a horn. It's a tooth. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, this one. This one is makes sense, actually. Somebody thought that A-Rod and Aaron Rodgers were the same person. Do you, Am I supposed to know who Aaron Rodgers is? I think, you know what? As I said that, <laughs> I thought it was talking about Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is, oh, you know who Aaron Rodgers in, is, is that he's engaged to Shailene Woodley. He's a, he's a football player. You know who's not engaged? A-Rod and J-Lo. A-Rod, yeah, J-Rod broke up. Also, Aaron Rodgers is engaged to Shailene Woodley and his little brother is the bachelor guy, Jordan and oh, JoJo. Oh, Wait, yes. wait, Jordan, is his name Jordan? Not Joel Fletcher. Yeah, JoJo and what's his name? Jordan. Oh, it is Jordan. Yeah. That's his little brother. Oh, man, The Bachelor's really gone downhill, hasn't it? The Bachelor, it's, I mean, I'm tapped out. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'm just, I'm done with The Bachelor. I don't, I honestly don't think I'll ever watch it again. I will, but I won't like it about myself. That's okay. What have you been watching lately? New, I feel like, new Girl. Oh, you have been? Because you just did a ton of fulfilling for your Disney launch. Oh, I listen. I asked on posts, Instagram, everyone's favorite true crime episode. So I listened to a bunch of crime junkies. I re-listened to the Israel Keys. Oh, the Israel Keys one's really messy up. Oh yeah. Did you listen to Up and Vanished? No. Okay, that really is Up and Vanished season one is the best true crime podcast of all time. Better than Serial season one? Yeah. Really? Literally, yeah. Because the coolest part about Up and Vanished, only the first season. The other seasons are terrible. But the first season, the podcast becomes intertwined with the case. That's how S Town was. Oh yeah, S Town was S Town was kind of weird. It was really weird. It like wasn't crimey enough for me. It wasn't graphic enough. Yeah, it wasn't. It took. It was about the guy with the clocks. Yeah, big well, big J- John or something. Yep. What was his name? Let me look it up. This now we're just now we're just killing time. <laughs> oh, I watched. I've I caught up on Good Girls. I've never seen. 
Rio. I've literally never seen one episode of, of Good Girls. How dare you? The plot isn't that riveting, but the crime boss, Rio. Oh, he's hot. You posted a picture of him oh, and he's super hot. He's like, I have never wanted to launder money more. Yeah. I, I, the only thing, literally the only thing holding me back from laundering money is that I don't know how to do it. They teach you in Good Girls. Should we launder money? I don't know how <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would. I have a washer and dryer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be the boss babe of money laundering. Are, are your ears getting sweaty? No. Are, oh. your, are your ears sweaty? Yeah, my ear holes get really sweaty when I record. You're kind of a sweaty person. I am. Not too sweaty, just like an appropriate amount of sweaty. I'm just the right amount of damp all the time. Moist. Anyway, Meg and I are going to Vegas this weekend. (laughs) We'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm guessing we'll be in bed by 8.15 every night. Yeah, our dinner reservations are like 6 o'clock sharp. You you called all the places. They're like, yeah, we're not open till 7. (laughs) You're like, are are you 55 and above? (laughs) I honestly, that's the thing I can't wait for is early bird specials. Uh, anyway, okay, so do you have anything else to add, boss babe? You are a beautiful, talented lady. Thank you, huh? That's you too. All. Thanks. You're the boss babiest boss babe I know, huh? Oh. You are, you are one of the most wise business people I know. You teach me things all the time, like what sales tax is. That's nice. Did not know. Every day, I'm like, so do I need to do that or nah? Meg's like, yep, it's illegal not to. I mean... Hey, we haven't ended up in jail yet, so. You know what? I just think that, like, millions of idiots pay taxes every year. So, like, we've got to be able to figure out a way to do it, right? Yeah. The IRS needs a rebrand. The IRS does. Yeah. <laughs> Let's think about... Oh, no, there. I thought of something that I wanted to rebrand today. The oh. DMV? Oh, the DMV. Yeah, they need, a, they need a little zhuzh. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to us. Follow Meg at post accessories or not or don't i don't care but do follow me because i do care about that so (laughs) subscribe rate review but only if it's five stars (laughs) thanks bye